I'm one of the pastors here at Marymount Community Church, and uh, I'm super excited that this morning I get to kick us off onto a new series. We've been in a really cool series on family, on mission, and uh, and uh, just building strong families, and that's been really fun. Um, and uh, a lot of people, am I doing that? Got a lot out of it, and uh, and um, sorry. All right, so really glad, though, to be with you. All right, give me the handhold. I can't do this all day. It's, I think it's, uh, Leslie, you got it? Or, oh, thank you very much. Sorry about that, a little technical difficulty. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't sleep last night either, so I know I always know that it's going to be good. Sorry, I'm going to take care of this for a second. Wait. Just wait there. It's going to be worth it. It is. It's totally going to be worth it. I got it. My wife usually does this. Don't touch me, man. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. Yay. Very exciting. All right. Well, good. Um, so anyway, we are starting a new series called uh, Selah, and uh, I'm going to explain that to you here in just a minute. But what I do need you to have before I get too into it right now is I have to, have to, have to have you have one of these. Have you gotten, have, is there anybody that needs one of these? I have two beautiful people, Ben and Lynn, who will happily bring you one if you did not get one coming in. Thank you. Just keep your hand up. And if you got one last week and you forgot to bring it back, no shame. Just whatever. Bring it back next time and we'll give it away to someone else or whatever. But make sure you got one. That would be wonderful. All right. Okay, we're going to get into... uh I'm going to take you through what we're going to be doing. This is going to be definitely different than what we normally do. And I sort of think it's kind of funny because the idea behind uh, Sila, which, again, I'll explain a little bit more in a minute, is just sort of calming ourselves and centering ourselves on Christ and just coming into a nice place of of peace with him and reflection and hearing him and so on. And so I think it's ironic that I'm actually the one giving this talk because then I have to be calm, and I get to do that, and I will do that. Uh, I am not usually a calm talker, but I will be for you guys for this thing. All right, sila is an unusual phrase, and uh, it's used 75 times in the Bible, and uh, most of those are in Psalms. 71 of them in Psalms. It's used four times in one chapter of Habakkuk. And um, what does sila mean? All right, what it means, or at least, in, in much like some of these strange words or even just, you know, different parts of the Bible, you ask three or four different theologians, you get three or four different answers. But um, a few things that I came across is it may come from the word kala, which is to hang or to weigh, measure in the balance, which I think makes a lot of sense because sort of that idea is we're weighing God's word. We're weighing what, you know, how, how is this in my life and is it worthy and is it good? What's the value? It's a value sort of an idea. The second, some scholars think it comes from two Hebrew words, which means to praise or to lift up. 
And I'll show you where these are at in a sec. The third, uh, others believe it comes from Salah, which means to pause, which may have meant like where we see it at. And you'll see this here in your books in a minute is we see it in these Psalms. And what happens is you have this section of the Psalm where I don't know where choirs are singing and instrumentals are playing. And then it comes up on Silah, that statement. And so if that's the case and it means to pause, then we don't really know. But maybe the singer stops singing and the instrumentalists continue or they pause for a breath or or the instrumentalists stop and they sing a cappella or maybe and and as one theologian suggested that it stops altogether and then the whole community begins to lift up praise and worship to the Lord over what they've just sung which is kind of a cool thought to reflect on even like some of the lyrics that we read today of just you know what can wash away my sin what anything your good works John can that wash away your sin <laughs> right can can uh uh, uh, being a good dad, can that wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And we would reflect on that and say, thank you, Lord, and begin to lift up our hands to the Lord and give him praise. And so that may have been what's happening. And as you see these break out, you can see how that may happen. Because as you read the words in there, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, let's stop and reflect on that. So that may be part of it. Now, the way we're going to think of it over the next six weeks, I say six weeks because that's how long our series will be, but minus one, as Leslie said, next week's going to be a giant party. So come with shorts and tennis shoes and ready to rock and roll, ready to love your neighbors. And then we're just going to celebrate in here together at 11 o'clock, one service. And hey, we've got awesome Anna in the deeper well playing out for us that morning. They're, they've, you know, how musicians are getting up at six. They love that. And so uh, anyway, but come hear them. They're going to be great. We're going to have such a great time. How, much, how many pounds of bacon we got, bro? 225, 225 pounds of bacon will be given away. Woo! It's a party. Okay, now I'm calming down. You see why I may not have been the best person to start this series. But anyway, all right, we're going to calm down now. All right, for the next six weeks, we're going to look at this as a combination of those three things I just said. We're going to look at it, you know, uh, with our hands lifted in praise the air, the, the one we sing about. We're going to look at it like, let's weigh this. Is this weighty? Is this good? Is this a, are these words good things? And so on. So we're going to look at kind of bringing all that. So we'll pause to be with Jesus. We'll reflect on his beauty and his word and we'll lift praise, lift high praise to him. Okay. so I believe that over this next six weeks, I really hope most of you can be here. You don't have any out of town plans because I think that out of this will come a greater love in our hearts for Jesus and a greater obedience. I really believe that. And I'm and I'm praying for that. And that's what we're praying for as a team. So um, is there anyone here? This morning that could use a nice place of peace. <laughs> is there anybody here who's just, your world has just gone a little wild and you're just like, yeah, Paul, can you take, take me there? Can you, can you just calm it down and take it down? You know what? That sounds, that, that sounds good to me. I like that. Philosopher and author Dallas Willard says this. I think it's so true. He makes an interesting statement. He says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life for hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our world today. So I promise you at least for five of the next six weeks, this is going to be a place where you can come and relax. Okay. You can come take a breath and meet with the Holy one. All right. So I'm promising you that. So if your week is just cray cray, you come in on Sunday morning, you're like, okay, okay. (laughs) This is a place I can take a breath and be with the Lord. All right. So, as we do this, the method we're going to use to pause and be with Jesus over these six weeks is an ancient Christian practice called Lexio 
Divina. Is anybody familiar with that? Have any of you practiced that? Or you, or maybe you've heard of it. Have a few of you practiced it? All right. Awesome. Well, that's what we're going to, that's just one way. There are many ways, but this is just one way that we're going to use to have this place of space and reflection, judgment on God's word and so on. Lexio Divina simply means sacred or divine, where we get the word divina, divine reading, sacred or divine reading. And in all Christian practice, there are variations of this. Again, if you, you know, go out and look at writings on this, you get all kinds of stuff, but essentially it's broken down into four parts. Now, the book that you have, I'll give you those four parts here in a sec. The book that you've got, we're going to be in the first Psalm, which is Psalm 32 this week. And you have space next to that. I'm going to explain more about that, but that's, that's your place for writing stuff. If you don't have a journal, I tend to always have a journal with me, but if you don't, that's your place for this. And as in all Christian practice, like I said, this, this is, this is essentially how it's broken out. Number one, lexio, which means simply to read, to read. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to help you through this. So don't, don't panic. Those of you who, who like directions. All right. Lexio is to read. Second, meditatio. What do you think that word is? What, what is it? Meditate, right? Right. We're going to, it just simply means to reflect. We're going to meditate. Oratio, which is to respond. It means prayer. It's our, prayer back to the father and then contemplatio what do you think english word we got for that contemplatio contemplate to contemplate it contemplation okay and and we're going to kind of rest in that now again i'm going to explain all of these as we go a little bit at a time all right i'm going to help you this morning i know uh and i know and guys i i am going to be empathetic and sympathetic to those of you who like everything just to be just right okay and so I'm going to do my very best to help you with directions and stuff like that. But I want to say this to you. Be ready to hear from God this morning. Be ready to just open it up. Again, I'm, I'm going to give you some direction, but, I, but my fear is I give you too much direction. I don't want to give you too much direction, okay? Because then I'm directing you, and I really want the Spirit of God. Be ready to hear from God and respond to His Word as He speaks to you. Now, and I'm giving this freedom. I'm giving you freedom to be a powerful person in this room and just respond to the Lord. Okay, with whatever he gives you, walk out that response. All right? Does that sound okay? All right? I'm gonna, I promise you, I'm going to be I'm going to be gentle with you. I'm going to be safe with you, all right? All right, let me let me do this with you. Um stand up with me if you would. We're going to start out in prayer. And, and, and when I say we're all in on this, we're all in on this. You're not coming to hear a talking head. We're all in on this, okay, for the next six weeks. I want to do a prayer with you guys that I do my, I practice myself. I forget there used to, I, there's some name for it, but you know, there's a name for everything. Theologians love to name things. But this is a practice that I do and I want to do with you guys this morning. Alright, what I want you to do is I want you to put out your hands and I want away from you down to the ground like that. Just put out both hands if you would, if you'd be willing to do that. And here's what we're going to pray. We're going to give away things that are binding us to the Lord. We're going to lay them at his feet. I want you to see the cross of Christ. Lord, uh, things like, uh, God, this just a horrible week at work. God, I just give it to you. I just lay it at your feet. And what I want you to do in your heart, or even if you want to do it out loud, just begin to see those things. God, the fight with my wife. I just lay that down at your feet or with my children. I lay my children down at your feet. Just begin to do that. You're giving it away to the Lord. God, we give these things to you. 
Lord, you take that. Just lay it down at the cross. I lay my hurt down, Lord, the way my parents have hurt me. God, I just lay that down. Whatever this week, whatever it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you have taken that on. Thank you that you've taken those things on. God, we can release them to you. We can give that to you. You can handle that. We can. You can handle these things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then I want you to just put, put out your hands to the Lord as though you're receiving a gift. I'm just going to bless you. Holy Spirit, come in power. Holy Spirit, would you just come on my brothers and sisters? Would you fill us up? Father, would you make us sensitive to your spirit? God, let our hearts be soft. No matter where we're at in this room, no matter where we're at in our walk with you, even if we don't profess to follow Jesus, anything like that, God, let our hearts just be open to you. Lord, you have such good things for us. So God, I... I just ask that you would release your gifts on us, God. Would you release your wisdom on us? Would you release your glory on us, God? Would you release your judgments on us, Lord? Would you release everything in heaven that you have for us, God? The things that we need, it's so wonderful, Lord. We don't even know what we need, but you know what we need. So would you give that to us this morning, God? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just bless you with every gift from your loving Papa, from loving Father right now this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Go ahead and have a seat. <clears throat> All right, so here's what we're going to do. As I take you through this, we're going to take about five minutes through each of these four sections. And as I take you through this, I want you to have your pen and your, and your paper here in hand and just be ready to go ahead and begin to write anything that the Lord is showing you. And what, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna, I've asked Nick, would he just play behind us? And we're going to be just in a place of just peace. And, and maybe you need to just take a deep breath and just breathe in the Spirit of God. You know, whatever that might be. All right. And I'm going to give you instruction for each section. So the first thing we're going to do is the letzio, which is to read. Now, again, you have this Psalm 32. We chose this one, ESV, because it actually <laughs> uses the term selah in it in its breaks. And some of the other versions don't. And that, But that's fine if you prefer to read out of NIV or, or King James or or uh, New Living Translation, whatever, feel free to do that. But it's right there for you if you want it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take the next five minutes or so, a little bit more than that, and we're just going to read. Now, by yourselves, I'm not reading with you. By yourselves, you're going to read. And here's what we want to do. We, this is the instruction. I'm going to leave this up here for you, is we want to read really slowly, really slowly. And we're just looking for, and now we're kind of getting the bigger picture. What's the, what's the psalmist saying here? But if something jumps out at you, then just kind of jot that down, okay? Or keep that in mind. All right, we're going to begin. Are you good? Are we good? All right, we'll begin right now. All right, just read very slowly. kids in here, engage them in it. I mean, read with them, whatever. That's fine. 
I'll move you into the second step and as we move into the second step um, I want I'm going to let you know this is that if if you need prayer for anything our prayer teams are actually kind of sitting on the ends on either side and so if you for the next our next three steps if you want to get up and you need prayer that's awesome we have communion tables that are set up for you so if you feel like wow I, I, I just 
want to go take communion right now and whatever, you know, just whatever it might be. If you feel like you need to get up and cross the room and go apologize to somebody, if you feel like you got to get up and make a phone call, whatever, I'm telling you, you have the freedom. You want to come kneel here at the altar. You want to stand and walk, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, I just want to give you that freedom. So any time during the rest of this talk, you can... You, you get prayer for healing if you feel like the Lord's saying, no, you need to get prayer for that, you know, whatever it might be. So, again, I have prayer teams on either side that are ready to go. So if you just walk that direction, they'll, they, they want, they're participating in what we're doing as well, but they'll jump up and, and take care of you, okay? So that's what they're here to do, love you in that way. Okay, second step, meditatio, meditate, reflect. Okay, now what we're going to do, and again, I'll leave it up for you. We're going to read it, same scripture again slowly. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to begin to engage with the Lord. We're going to ask him, what is he saying specifically to you? We're getting out of the bigger picture and coming. Why? Why did these phrases jump out at you? What? You know, I mean, sometimes that'll happen to us. We don't know why. And we just say, Lord, why did this word stick out to me? Why did this, you know, whatever it might be. And he'll begin to speak to you. I'm hoping even for some of you who've never heard from the Lord, this may be your first time really hearing his voice. He says, my sheep will know my voice. They'll hear my voice and listen. And so, okay. So our step two, we're going to, again, we're going to read through just very slowly, but now we're going to begin to ask the Lord why. And I'll leave this up for you to help you. All right, let's do it.
Okay. We'll move into third part. We're just going to go in deeper. Again, we'll have this up for you. Horatio, to respond. And in Latin, this word means address. So we're addressing God. And I just want to remind you from what we celebrated last week in the resurrection and in the death of Christ is that the the veil was torn. In the, in the temple, only the holiest person could come into the Holy of Holies. And I'm saying to you right now, Jesus says, he says, come boldly before the face of God, before the throne of God and ask and you'll receive. And so uh, we're going to respond. It means to address. We're going to address him. All right. We're going to do this this way. Read it one more time. It's nice and slow again. All right. But this time we're really going to ask God, um, you know, about this text, like even like maybe even if you feel like praying it again, I don't want to suggest too much, but praying it back to him. Or maybe this is a place of praise and thanksgiving. What you're seeing, you're just like, oh, my gosh, my heart is so full in this and so full of joy. Thank him or ask God for something really specifically or again, uh, any other way uh, that you'd respond to him. So let's do that.
awesome as we continue in prayer and communion and whatnot all across here. Then we're moving to four. Now this time, for the first time, it's called contemplation or contemplation or rest, place of rest. Rest in the Lord. Just let's be with him. We're not going to read through the passage this time. We're just going to rest in him. Reflect on his love for you. We're going to wait on him. And, and, and again, you know, let's let him just transform our hearts. He's, maybe he'll show us something right now that we could, we don't even see about ourselves. He's going to show us. going to leave this up to help you. But this is just a time of contemplation and rest before the Lord. And uh, so I want to encourage you again that we have a good father. We have a good Papa that wants to be with us. Thank you for that, Lord. Okay.
Oh, how we love you, Lord. Your ways are not like our ways, God, higher than the earth, out into the atmosphere, out into the sky, are your ways and our ways. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Thank you, Lord. Finally, I confess all my sin to you and stop trying to hide my guilt. I say to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Thank you, Lord. You guide us along the pathway of righteousness and of life. You'll advise us and watch over us. Lord, help me not to be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bridle to keep me under control. God, let me be filled with your spirit and self-control from your spirit. God, let your unfailing love surround us who trust in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Be glad all who obey him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Does anybody just real briefly, did, 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 did you just get a word from the Lord or some instruction? Just, just put up your hand if you maybe... And if, if you'd be willing, maybe if any way, if you'd be willing to share it, if it's not too, too private, does anybody want to just share something they heard from the Lord? They were like really surprised by it. You want to, you want to say? No? <laughs> okay. Does anybody want to just share just a little thing that you were, you were really surprised? Yeah, Luke. So um, as I was praying, I was uh, kind of reflecting on that the part about the guilt, and uh, I was, my head was going down, and I I really actually felt like a hand lifting my head up. It was super weird, and uh, the weird thing about it was it didn't stop. Like once it got to like here, I was like, okay, I should I should stop, but it kept pushing my head <laughs> up even higher, and it was it was like I've never experienced anything like that. So yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, thank you, God, that when you have made us right and you've made us guilt free, God, we can look you in the face. We say, thank you, Father. We say glory to you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that, my brother Luke. Thank you, God. Awesome. Just very, very quickly, just, just real briefly, I just want to share with you kind of how I came across this. I do a daily reading, like a lot of you do, and I even came across this psalm. And man, it just, it lit me up and it lit me up for days because I thought to myself, you know, this psalm, I, I, I kept trying to come up with ways to name it. Like, like it's a psalm of freedom. I, it's the, it's the secret sauce of life. This psalm, I'd say this is the secret psalm. You know, people ask, what's the secret of life? You know, uh, uh, Dallas Willard said philosophers all the time. The question they're really asking is who's joyful, who has a happy life, and how do I get that life? And when I saw this psalm, I said, God, this is a psalm of joy. This is the one, if you want your life to work right, you grab hold of this and you just begin to go through it and you look at it. It reminded me, I I told Dennis, it reminded me of the story of Zacchaeus. Not everybody maybe in here knows that story, but this guy was a tax collector and he was Jewish, but he's collecting taxes for the Romans from his own citizens and his friends and his neighbors well he doesn't have any friends because they hate his guts and he's heard about this jesus and he's interested maybe like some of us have been in the past just i've heard about him i've heard something can happen here i gotta believe he was sad and even though he had lots of money and and all kinds of power in that way uh he was actually a chief 
tax collector, so he was high up at what he did, and he sees Jesus in the distance. And Jesus sees him, and like Jesus did with many of us, Jesus calls him out. And he said, Zacchaeus, he said, I want to come and eat with you today. And in the Jewish background, that meant he wants friendship. It's not like us, like we're, hey, come on over for some burgers. You know, it wasn't like that. Then if I'm inviting you into my sacred space, which is the kitchen of the of a Jew, then I'm saying I want to be friends with you and, and I want you to be friends with me. That's why Jesus says that thing in Revelation. If you'll open the door, I'd knock. If you open the door, I'll come and eat with you. And so Jesus says, Zacchaeus, I want to eat with you at your house. Can you imagine? Everybody hated him. Can you imagine that he's like, I mean, he had to be doing one of these like, you know? And so Jesus comes in. And why I love this story so much is just in the very love and presence of Jesus, he completely repents. He goes through, Zacchaeus goes through this whole thing without reading it. He just says, okay, I need to be forgiven. In fact, I'm so excited about this. I'm going to give back everything that I've taken. In fact, if I've taken from you, I'm going to give back four times more. I had to believe that was just such a joyful and free. Can you see how Zacchaeus was so freed up? It freed him up. See, when we we get into bondage and we we get into the things of this world, we just get so weighed down. And 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 I'm I'm looking at this from. New Living Translation, he says, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I just groaned all day. Have you ever been there with me where you've just sort of not been with the Lord? You've just sort of walked away. I'm talking about even people who've been Christians for a long time. You just, you haven't picked up your Bible for a while. You haven't had any fellowship. And don't you just feel tired? And you just feel sad. And you just, you know, everything feels wrong. It feels off. And so Zacchaeus had that. And I just love that. And here, you know what Jesus declares? I love this. Jesus says, hey, I want everybody here to understand Zacchaeus is also a son of Israel. And, and today salvation has come in this house. Do you know he never gives the four spiritual laws or the red circles or, or any prayer? But what happened, Zacchaeus, in the face of Jesus, knew he needed forgiveness. He needed to be made right. He knew it. And he got it. He got it. Are you going to get that today? Now, is there any one of you who've come in here and you're far from God? Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you this is the secret sauce of life right here that I'm telling you about. I love Dallas Willard. I was just, I, I was doing some manual labor over at Matthew 25 this week and I was listening to this talk by Dallas Willard and he said something so intriguing to me. This is what he said. He said, all across the country, philosophers and, and theologians, well, he's dead now, but in this time, he said, philosophers, theologians, they asked me this question and they say, can God sin? I'm going to ask you, can God sin? What do you guys think? He said, my answer sometimes surprises people. He says, well, of course he can sin. He's God. He can do everything. He's just way smarter than that. <laughs> you see, I can I can jam a pencil into my eye. You, you laugh, right? You say, boy, that's dumb. Yeah, right? I can do it. But I'm smarter than that. Hopefully, I'm not going to jam a pencil into my eye. And you guys laugh with me. But why would we do that to our spirits? Why do we jam a pencil into the eye of our spirit? Right? God's smarter than that. He knows not to sin because there's no life in it. This is life right here in Psalm 32 that we're reading about. C.S. Lewis puts it another way. I love this. He says, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward, listen, promised in the Gospels, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. He says, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition 
when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what's meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. He said, we are far too easily pleased. It's from the book, The Weight of Glory. Is anybody with me where you're tired of splashing around in the mud? <laughs> and you want to go, you want to go on holiday? <laughs> Man, that sounds good to me. And I, I, I say to you, I'm telling you as one of your pastors, I splash around in the mud a lot in all kinds of different, different ways. And, and, and I know though that this is where life is. And I want to be set free like the psalmist and I want to be set free like Zacchaeus. And I just want to say to you again, if you are far from God or you're a person who's just beginning to seek God out, would you just it, trust him? It's just coming to that place of confession and just being set free. And some of these sections, again, that just stuck out to me, I, I just love they said, finally, the, the psalmist said, finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. All my guilt is gone. All my guilt is gone. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Stand up with me. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Again, if you just put out your hands to the Lord, I'm going to bless you with something. I'm just going to bless you with the last couple verses of this. Now, let me say to you one more time. You can, why you have this book is you can do this on your own with any scripture. It's a really good practice to do to just get quiet and quiet yourself before the Lord. But I'm going to bless you right now with the end of this. Again, this is from in, in mine here. It's a New Living Translation. This is what it says. And I'm blessing you with this. The Lord says, the Lord says to you, Marymount Church, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit or bridle to keep it under control. He wants us to walk freely, freely with him, freely with him. Not him jerking you around, but freely. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So, Marymount Church, rejoice in the Lord and be glad. All you who obey him, shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Bless you with all of these words in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in freedom and go in peace.